What's up, everyone? It's your boy here, Sultan of Strangles, a.k.a. the Kimura King, a.k.a. the Ayatollah of Ankle Locks. Today's episode is going to be about sales. Now, a lot of you are wondering, why are you making a video, why are you making a podcast about sales? Like, we're not salesmen. Now, whether or not your job or life involves sales in any way, shape, or form, you could actually use sales principles in everyday life. Uh, some Sometimes I've used sales principles are to negotiate raises at work, um, to negotiate uh, buying a car, to selling my car, uh, at my gym, gain, gaining new clients, selling t-shirts, um, picking up chicks, um, let's see, going to a gym, negotiating memberships, so many, so many things, sales and non-sales related. Um, and you could totally use a lot of these principles that I'm going to show you guys to talk about today and apply them to your daily life. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Sit back, relax, and get ready. Rambling with Rack, out. Now, I knew that I had competency in sales when I was in the accounting world. I would bring my firm clients and I would get a measly 10% commission, which is a fucking joke. So after I saw what my firm was billing these people that I was bringing in, I'm like, hey, why don't I do accounting on the side for myself? Uh, I would go to networking events, I'd go online, meet random people, and I would, and I realized I'm pretty good at getting clients. Um, when I realized I was very good at sales is when the Sultan of Strangles t-shirts came out. Um, I had a goal to sell 100, and if I sold 100, I was going to maybe take it seriously. I was able to sell 100 t-shirts in less than two weeks. Um, that is huge for someone who's never sold t-shirts before. Uh, I, I remember I was a doing, I was doing a seminar at, um, a gym. Uh, I was there for about a week and the owner said, dude, you've sold more of your t-shirts than I sell of my t-shirts. And these are my students. I'm like, holy shit, maybe I do know what I'm doing, you know? Um, and then more people wanted shirts and more and more and more. And the distributor for the t-shirts goes to me, Hey, you know, you're running through these shirts pretty fast. Like, what are you, how are you selling them? I'm like, uh, just, you know, I see someone, they like it. I sell them the shirt. They're like, wait, you don't have a website. I'm like, no, you don't have people selling them for you. No. How do you sell your shirts? I'm like, pretty much just Instagram. Like, what, you pay for advertising? No. I just make posts. People hit me up to buy them. It's like, you literally sell your shirts by getting DMs, getting Venmo to you, and then you shipping them out. I'm like, hell yes, I do. And they said, if you had a website, you could be selling like exponentially more. So I'm working on that website now, guys. It'll be up soon. Um... But yeah, it made me realize that I'm I'm very good at sales and maybe I should make a podcast on it and maybe you guys could get something out of it, you know? Um, I remember when I was a young man in my 20s, I would post a lot on Facebook. 
people would make fun of me. They're like, dude, you spend way too much on way too much time online. What are you a loser, bro? What are you a fucking loser? Your employers are gonna see this. Don't be a loser. Then social media started becoming a monetized thing. People were able to sell things on it. And now the same people that were making fun of me are now asking me for advice. How do I use social media? Can you run my social media page? And I'm like, you can go fuck yourself. I know what time to post. I know how to post. I know the algorithms. I know who wants to see what I have to post. I know all the secrets. Um, and finally, I could actually put them to use because I actually have something to sell for once. Um, now, as far as that, um, I have one piece of advice to give you guys because people um, are so afraid. I don't give a fuck. For those of you who listened to my How to Pick Up Chicks While Ugly, my number one piece of advice to the ugly man was, it's not about being confident, it's about not giving a fuck. So I'll be walking around the grappling industries, a new breed or some other tournament. I have a Sultan of Strangles t-shirt on. and Whoa, hey man, great match. I'm like, nice, thank you so much, man. Would you want a shirt to support um, to support me? Yes, most people will say yes. Hey, I saw you on the Nicky Rod podcast. Oh, nice. That's awesome. You want a shirt? Yes, I do. Hey, nice shirt. Oh, great. I have them for sale. Want one? Boom. Do not be afraid to ask. For some fucking reason, people are so afraid to ask. And it's really not that scary. All you got to do is ask. And if they say no, that's fine. Now... I'm trying to build a brand. I am trying to build an empire. I'm not a car salesman. So if someone says no once, that's it. I never ask them again. That's probably bad sales advice, but that's just how I do it with the t-shirts. I'm trying to build an empire. So I don't want people hating me. But if I was a car salesman and I would never see that person again, if I didn't sell them now, I would be a lot more aggressive. So with the shirt sales, not too aggressive. Remember, If you're trying to build a brand, you're trying to build an empire, be careful of how you act. Don't become a salesman. Put yourselves out there. I can't stress this enough. I know people are like, yeah, I'm only going to post once a week. I'm only going to post twice a week. Nikki Rod tells me to post every day. I don't post every day. Some weeks when I have a lot of good content, I will post on social media every day. But for the most part, it's four to five times a week. And I don't care if people judge me. I post funny ass videos. I post myself with a freaking turban on, acting like a fool. Yeah, some people are going to laugh. But for the most part, people think it's cool. I curse. I joke around. People love it. And then they want to buy a t-shirt, okay? I know um, my buddy Chris Bauer, Bauerhouse MMA, he, um, he posts some really crazy promos. And at first he felt so uncomfortable doing it. But when the clients started coming in and signing up for his gym, he didn't care anymore. So do what you have to do to put yourself out there. I know so many people are like, yo, I want to be famous on YouTube. 
I'm like, all right, so what type of videos you want to do? Uh, sketch comedy. All right, so start doing that. He's like, oh, you know, I'm afraid my close family's going to see. Like, who the, who the fuck cares if your close family sees? Stop being such a bitch. You have to put yourself out there. Um, and when I say put yourself out there, I mean on all social platforms. So like some people just do Instagram. Some people just like Facebook. Some people like Twitter. You got to post on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Bumblr. I'm guilty of this for not doing one of them. Twitter. I just don't get it. You know, um, I understand it's a popular social platform. People love it. But like I go, I read the stuff. It's just not. I don't find it entertaining in any way. I guess it's, I never will. You know, TikTok. TikTok, make a fucking TikTok. That's the most popular thing right now. All right. Now, um, as far as putting yourself out there, right, make sure to offer some type of unique service. So for my T-shirt, it's a unique it's a unique product and a unique service because it is completely bound to me, the Sultan of Strangles. My Immortals Jiu Jitsu business, my gym, it is bound to my business. Okay. So like my t-shirts, it's very Middle Eastern. The Sultan of Strangles is unique. Um, now for my gym, you know, there's so many uh, jujitsu gyms in New Jersey. But for some reason, I'll never understand this for some fucking reason. Every jujitsu school is maybe six days a week gi, one day a week no gi. I hate the gi. My classes are almost all no-gi. I have two gi classes, but for the most part is no-gi. I'm cornering the no-gi market, and the people that want to train no-gi are flocking to me. So keep that in mind. Offer a unique service. The unique service I offer at my gym is the systems-based jujitsu I've learned from John Danaher. I'll never be as good as John, but I've been training on him for three years to the point where I feel like I teach in the same manner. And my students absolutely fucking love that. So make sure to offer a unique service. Now, let's say you don't have a unique service. Like it's a freaking deli or something. Make sure to um, bring your product to people's eyes in a unique way. Okay? You don't want to just show the same old bullshit advertisements because people are just going to go to the next business. Do something outrageous. Do something out of the box. I try to always think outside the box. Like something about my promos that I do that American people love for some reason is the fact that they're bilingual. They're like, damn, man, it's pretty cool that you do videos in different languages. So they know that you're like a competent person. And the way I do my videos, it's not just the fucking cool music background and me doing the move. I actually explain the move step by step by step. So I use those tactics to get people into my gym. I use those tactics to uh, get people to purchase my clothing. And if you just follow these, I promise you that you're going to be successful. I absolutely promise you. So um, one really cool piece of advice that I learned from the show The Pickup Artists and reading some of these pickup books is to when you meet women, don't smother them. Don't look face to face and tower over them. That threatens people. 
So I was wondering, can I do that with sales? I remember the episode of the pickup artist mystery was teaching this guy how to talk to women. And um, he said, do you feel threatened right now? The person said, yes. Then he started talking, went to the corner of the room. And he said, look how close to you I am right now. And the guy's like, whoa, I didn't realize it. It's because mystery was shoulder to shoulder with someone. When you're in someone's face, it feels threatening. When you're shoulder to shoulder with someone, they kind of don't realize it. So when I, um, let's say someone comes in, takes a free trial class, they love it. I try not to get up in their face and make them feel intimidated. I talk to them shoulder to shoulder or like in a two thirds angle. I'm like, say, so how'd you like the class? I like this, this, and this. And um, they'll say, I'll be like, well, this is the membership price. Uh, You're going to get this, this, and this out of it. Sometimes they'll say, sometimes they'll say, oh, you know, but my wife, I'm like, well, you know, you said you were really serious about this. And I mean, she would want you to be in better health and happier, right? Yes. So why not take the step? Or, you know, money, I'll be like, well, my gym, the price is less than most gyms in the area so you're not really going to find anything cheaper and even if it was market value i'd bring up the value of what they're getting okay do not smother people now with t-shirt sales i'll ask once because i'll probably see them again at another tournament i could probably sell it again with gym sales they're if they leave the door that day they're probably not going to come back um I have been to like 24-hour fitness, Gold's Gym, and those gym salesmen are the worst. They're ultra aggressive to the point where it pisses me off and I don't want to go. So with a jiu-jitsu gym, I try to be aggressive, but not to the point where it's going to like make it off-putting, you know? If they give me three to four negs, why I can't, money, wife, kids, work... I will be, I will, I will give four responses. After that, I'll just be like, okay. One that I love is, you know, work is work. I work crazy hours. I'm like, well, you know, taxis and I was working 12, 14 hour days and I was still coming into training. And, you know, it was because of that training that I was able to work better and harder because, you know, I got the stress off my chest. Um, I felt better. And that, that makes a lot of people realize that they do want to join, you know, Um, and one thing I learned from, uh, the little red book of sales is people don't like to be sold. They love to buy. So don't make someone feel like you are, um, selling them something. You're taking advantage of them. Give them a reason to buy. You know, you want to do this membership for you so you could get better. You want this t-shirt because it's cool. And also because you want to support me. Don't make them feel like like you're fucking like ripping them off. You know what I mean? So that's super important, which brings me to my next point. Um, most of my buyers of my T-shirts are people that I've never met in my life. People on Instagram. Now, why are they buying it? It's because, number one, they need to like you. You need to bring them something that adds benefit to their lives. For me, it's comedy. For me, it's technical advice in jujitsu. For me, it's uh, jujitsu videos, insight, etc. And people want to support me and they will buy a t-shirt. Number two, they need to trust you, 
okay? If someone feels like you're ripping them off, oh, they're going to come to your gym, they're not going to get any individualized attention, um, then no, they will not buy from you. So your clients have to trust you. Your clients have to like you. That is super, super important. Now with sales comes pricing. I tell everyone, make sure to charge a fair price. A fair price could be cheap, it could be market rate, it could be superior. Okay, so I'm going to go over three examples from my life. Now, when I first started my accounting business, I knew that I was a, a new guy. I couldn't compete with the CPA firms. And I was much more skilled than the idiots at H&R Block who took a one-week course on how to do taxes. It's absolutely like, it's just pathetic. You should never do your taxes there. Um, so I said, I'm going to drive my prices very low but reasonable so that I could get as many clients as possible. And I was able to get a decent amount of clients in my first year of business. Now, uh, after the first year, with the trust I gained from my clients and the quality of work I did for them, I, um, I was able to raise prices every single year and never got a single complaint because I built up that relationship with my clients, okay? So if you want to drive up volume, charge a low price. Right now for my gym, it's only been open a month. I charge significantly less than the average jujitsu gym. So I've been getting a lot of students. Now that I have a lot of students this month coming up, I'm going to charge market rate prices. And my I have word of mouth to get me students. I have 20 people that can get me students, which is great. So I'm going to be relying on that. Now, um, let's say you want to charge market price. If you are offering what your competitors are offering, then you charge market price. If you're an average gym, average product, go ahead and charge the market price. Now, charge a premium if it's a superior service. A perfect example of this is Henzo Gracie Academy. I remember at a time where I was struggling severely financially, Henzo Gracie Academy costed, I believe, $250 for the month. $270 month to month, no contract. And I had to do the month to month, no contract. And I was more than willing to pay that high amount, plus the amount of train fare to get there, what was another 200 odd dollars a month. So pretty much $550 just to train jujitsu. The value I got from that was exponentially worth more than the money I paid. The skills I learned at Henzo Gracie Academy made me exponentially more money than the amount of money I paid to Henzo Gracie Academy to learn those skills. So if you see a superior product, such as the best jujitsu in the world, and you can learn it for $270 a month, you better not hesitate for a fucking second to pay for it. If I find someone who has a vastly superior service, I will pay it. This is like a huge issue in my life where I've been so fucking cheap with some things that I that I that I freaking regret it later. Like for example, you buy cheap, you buy twice. If it's a t-shirt or something I'm probably not gonna have for too long, yeah, I'll I'll be cheap. When it comes to shoes, I, I pay the premium because shoes you could keep for two, three, four, five years. Um, so I like to buy good quality and I don't have to keep buying a new pair every year, especially if they're dress shoes. 
So pay the premium for the good product. Now, will your product bring service or will your product or service bring value to people's lives? You really need to believe in what you're selling. So for my t-shirts, yes, it will. It's unique. It's cool. They're being part of something bigger than themselves, which is the Sultan's army. My Immortals Jiu-Jitsu hoodies, they're part of Immortals Jiu-Jitsu. My gym, I'm bringing immense value to people's lives. I'm teaching people how to defend themselves. I'm getting people in shape. I'm teaching people discipline. I'm teaching people structure. People are making friends at the gym. There's camaraderie. I 100% believe in what I am selling. And you need to as well, or else you will not be able to sell anything. Um, Now, let's say you believe in what you're selling, okay? Next thing you want to do is you want to get your biggest customers. Find the person who bought the most t-shirts. Find the person at your gym who's doing the most privates, who cares the most, who paid their membership one year up front. I want you to invite them out to dinner, get them a good dinner, and find out what they like about it and why they're paying and capitalize on what they said, okay? So my students, what they say about me is number one, individualized attention. They were not getting that at the other gyms they were at. They were just a number. Coaches didn't even know their name. I I put a great emphasize, emphasis on individualized attention. Number two, the unique service, okay? They, they love the fact that there's no gi. You know, they don't like putting the gi on. It's boring for them. They love that it's no gi. Number three, a value, a piece of value I bring and my business partner brings that we both compete very regularly. You see a lot of jujitsu schools. You see this big fat guy. Yeah, black belt, but has a pot belly. Never competed. Um, yes, we don't have black belts, but if you are a purple belt, but you compete regularly, don't you think you could bring more value to someone who wants to also compete? So keep that in mind as well. One major thing I need to explain to you guys is how to hustle. I hate the word hustle because when I hear it, I think of some asshole on Instagram that has like a roll of 20s or a roll of 100s. It's $100 bill with a bunch of ones under it. They're trying to like impress people. Yo, hustling. I'm hustling while you sleep. Yo, I got haters. People praying on my downfall. Man, while you dreaming, I'm making my dreams come true. 4 a.m. Waking up at 4 a.m. Did I tell you? Did I tell you I wake up at 4 a.m.? Yeah, yeah, I wake up at 4. Yeah, I'm making that dough. 4, 4 a.m., baby. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. You're not hustling. You're not successful. You're very insecure. And you just need to, you need validation. Fucking jump off a cliff, dude. Um, hustling. I have sweatshirts, t-shirts, hoodies everywhere I go. I do not own a warehouse. My trunk is all my sweatshirts for sale. My back seat of my car is all my sweatshirts and t-shirts for sale. When someone says that's a nice shirt, I always have a duffel bag full of t-shirts and sweatshirts. It's not fun. They're heavy. It hurts my neck. But every day when I walk into the gym and people like my sweatshirt, I'm like, you want one? 
Oh, yeah, how can I order one? You don't need to. I have one right here. Here you go. Always make sure to have inventory on hand. Always make sure to hustle and be ready to sell. Another piece of advice I could give you on building personal relationships. I see on Instagram and Facebook, a lot of people respond to everybody with a smiley face or a fire emoji or a thanks buddy. I will tell you something that will take you so far. It goes such a long way, but such few people do it. I've been doing this naturally my whole life, but I found out it was definitely one of the key components in the book Art of the Deal by Donald Trump. Call people by their fucking names. Not buddy, not pal, not dude. Happy birthday, man. Thank you so much, Mike. Oh, congratulations on your win. Thank you so much, Jerry. Saying their name is huge. At my gym, I make sure to address everybody by their name. I don't say, hey, you. I don't say, yo. I'm like, hey, Ronnie, can you help me with this? How was your weekend? Say the name. I can't tell you how important that is. This is a piece of advice or insight that I gave to Gordon Ryan. Doesn't give me credit for it, but it was me who, sh who told them. Building personal relationships will be your number one asset in sales. Now, let me ask you something. Let's use Gordon Ryan as an example. ADCC champion, IBJJF world's champion, Pan American champion, EBI champion. Why do you think that his DVD sales surpass literally anyone else by a long shot ask ask yourself this the answer is not that he has won world championships because you can find other jujitsu guys who are just as accomplished or close to as accomplished and their dvd sales suck go look at his instagram go look at the comments he responds to everybody he responds to the haters. He responds to the dick riders. He responds to the fans. When you give, when you are a busy motherfucker like him and you are giving everybody the time of day, they will love you. You must respond to DMs. You have to embrace people who approach you. When he goes to tournaments, he'll literally stop by and say hi to everyone. I've seen other competitors straight up brush people off, ignore them because they think they're too cool for, for school. So he will embrace people. He responds to DMs. He responds to followers. He's super nice to people in person. Um, he gives shout outs to people, which is huge. When you give someone a shout out, it goes that it goes to show that you care about them and that you're you're you see them, you know. Uh, and, and that will help drive up sales. Now, give giving free samples. In the case of Gordon Ryan, he'll give you a little taste on his Instagram, a one-minute video of a technique, and he's like, hey, if you want to learn more, head over to BJJ Fanatics and buy my DVD for 250 bucks, and everybody will buy it because they need to know more. Drug dealers, like, hey, you know, you want to try this thing called crack? Here, try a little bit of it for free. They'll try a little for free. Next thing you know, they're itching for their next hit. And now they're addicted to crack cocaine. 
So that, that's a great example you could learn from drug dealers. Now, don't be an overly friendly, socially awkward asshole. Like, don't be uh, too much up in people. How are you today, buddy? Oh, how can I help you, buddy? Oh, you want to hang out, buddy? Don't be like that. Because people get put off by that too. So find the sweet spot. Don't be an asshole, but don't be too much in people's faces. Like I've had people that I talked to that were just overly friendly and I could tell they were just trying to make the sale. They didn't actually want to be my friend. And I'm like, listen, fuck off, dude. As I mentioned before, resistance is a huge thing. I get resistance on t-shirts. I get resistance on my gym memberships. I get resistance in my accounting job. Okay, so work schedule. Hey, well, you know, uh, these hours are this, this, and this time. You get out of work at this time, or this will help you work harder and faster. Family. Don't you want to be healthier for your family to take care of your family? Money for the t-shirt. If I don't have enough money, uh, sometimes I'll bargain a little bit, especially with the Middle Easterners. They never want to pay asking price. But I'll just be like, you know, keep me in the loop. And if you want to come back later for one, definitely feel free to. And I've had that. People genuinely didn't have the money to pay. But I keep posting pictures of the t-shirts, hoodies, etc. And then people eventually will buy. Um, do not be an annoying asshole. Someone says no once, stop approaching them. With gym memberships, maybe ask four or five different times after they give you negs. Uh, and then and then you could give up after that, but keep them in the loop. Get an email, get um, get get a phone number. You know, get back to them in like a month. You know, my favorite my favorite piece of resistance for jujitsu is I need to get in shape before I sign up. Like jujitsu will get you in shape. You don't need to get in shape to do jujitsu. It's absolutely ridiculous what people will say. One piece of advice that I forgot to add to the resistance portion of this podcast episode is um, the false time constraint. Um, so in the pickup world, people use false time constraint like, hey, I got to get out of here, but I just want to say this. Or someone will say uh, at a gym, they'll say, hey, you know, this deal ends on Sunday. If you act now, you get this, this and this price. And a lot of retards will fall for that. But you could also use this tactic honestly. So right now, I've been in business for a little bit over a month. And I'm charging a low price. And I'm just adding more to the price every month. I'm actually doing it. It's not a lie. And I will let people know. This is the price now. In one month, it's going up to this price. So using that time constraint strategy will get people to buy. One piece of advice, the best piece of advice I could give you fucking idiots out there. It still blows my mind that in the year 2020, that, um, that where everybody has credit cards, everybody has apps to pay things, there are still stores out there that are cash only. If you are not either a strip club or a drug dealer and you don't accept card, you are an idiot and you and your business deserves to fail.
You're an idiot and your, dis- and your business deserves to fail. What kind of business are you if you don't accept all forms of payment? For my t-shirts, my number one thing was accepting all forms of payment. There's gyms out there, restaurants out there, cash, yeah. People will come in, they'll say, yeah, I like the class. And if you tell them cash only, you give them time to go home, think about it, and then not want to come back in. And that's so common. Um, And for those of you who want to cheat your taxes, uh, think about it this way. Would you rather get the payment and pay tax on it or not get the payment at all? You idiot. I tried to get the payment right away. Hey, so thanks for signing up. Um, You know, we have this, this, and this form of payment. Like, oh, well, I don't have cash. Oh, no problem. Cash app, Venmo, Zelle, PayPal. You know, you got to have one of those. Eventually, everyone has one of those. If they tell me they don't have any of them, I'm going to guess that they're lying. Uh, The only form of payment I don't currently have is the square that reads cards. I got to get that. But other than that, I have all forms of payment. Okay. Um, One thing I learned from the pickup artist is after you get a girl's number, don't just run off. Because then you make her feel like you are just, you know, you look at her like a piece of meat. This also applies to sales. Let's say you sell a t-shirt. You don't say, thank you, bye, like a fucking asshole. So I'll meet someone at a tournament. Hey, you want a t-shirt? Sure, awesome. I sell them the t-shirt. They pay for it. I stick around for a while because if someone did that to me, I would be pissed. As soon as they buy the t-shirt, they walk away like I'm some fucking business transaction. I remember when I was um, doing car insurance, um, I was getting car insurance, my agent was super super nice then as soon as i gave him my credit card number and he and he plugged it in uh he's like i have to go now i'm like whoa 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 first of all that's not how business works i still have questions number two i'm not gonna do business with you anymore get me another agent don't ever don't ever tolerate people treating you that way you know because then you are just rewarding bad behavior in my in my opinion so after you make the stale sale, stick around for a little, you know, talk a little more. Don't make yourself look like a huge asshole. Um, and remember, 2020, it's 2020. If the only, if any business you go into only accepts cash, walk the fuck out of the business. When I first got my batch of t-shirts, I planned on having some of them for free samples and my mom approached me and she's like, listen, I know you are a loser and you are going to give away everything. I'm like, no, mom, you have to give away some to get some. He goes, no, you better promise me. You better promise me that you will not give away a single shirt. And I fucking shook my mom's hand and I promised her I would not give away a single shirt and I've held true to that promise. I have not given away a single shirt. Multiple time world champions have come and they paid money for my shirt, which is so heartwarming. My friends, my family, they, they, none of them asked for a free shirt. Some of them asked for discounts, 
but nobody asked it for free. I actually give you another free sample, uh, um, uh, life example. I had my grand opening, which was super successful. Um, a lot of people came, had a great time, really helped for the marketing of the gym. And um, one of my friends made me a sweatshirt. It said Immortals Jiu-Jitsu in the back said Sultan of Strangles. It was a plain sweatshirt. It just says Immortals Jiu-Jitsu on the front. I'm Iranian. We like flashy things. We like colors. You know, like I really like my Sultan of Strangles logo. It's a Sultan choking out some guy. This is just Immortals Jiu-Jitsu in plain font. I, was, I would wear this sweatshirt around and everybody would ask me, yo, where can I get that? And for the way my brain works, I'm like, why would anyone want this? It's literally a sweatshirt with plain font. Then I asked them and they're like, man, I think it's fire. So it made me realize that simplicity is sometimes beautiful. Sometimes people like simplicity. So because he because my friend gave me a free sample, he wasn't even trying to make a sale, just being nice. I ordered 60 sweatshirts from him and I'm selling the Immortals Jiu-Jitsu sweatshirts and they're doing better than the Sultan of Strangles sweatshirts, which is mind-boggling. <laughs> One of them is a design that I paid a lot of money for for an Indian graphic designer to make. I marketed the shit out of it. But the one that just says Immortals Jiu-Jitsu on it is doing significantly better. How weird is that? All right, guys. Hope you liked that episode. In, in one month, I was able to grow my gym from zero members to 20 members. I was able to sell hundreds of shirts in a very small amount of time. So I think I know what I'm talking about when it comes to sales. You have to hustle. You have to use the tactics I taught you. And I promise you that you will be successful if you use these principles in any part of your life. Once again, if you are interested in my podcast or my journey, follow me. My Instagram is at K-O-O-L-R-A-K. If you would like to visit my gym or support my gym, it is at Immortals Jiu-Jitsu. If you want to support the podcast, go give it five stars on iTunes and follow it on Instagram at rambling with rack the website is still under construction and it will be sultanofstrangles.com thank you so much i hope you guys have a wonderful night